This episode, this episode of Says this Who one. is... Which one? I paused because I counted down and I got to one and then I immediately started talking and I have to edit out the one. And if it's too close, mm. it's very hard to make that edit. Oh, so, so. so I had paused to reset and then you thought I was doing something else. But this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where most every Sunday you get me and Maureen all over again doing a little thing we call the Town Watch. That is a whole nother episode of this podcast. A little looser, a little, a little, a little more lifey. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says who sticker club that reminds me the april stickers are showing up at my door today yes so i need to add that to the list of things to get done today i have a very long list of that anyway patreon.com slash says who tonight if you're hearing this on wednesday the 26th i'm gonna be it's gonna I'm, be a good night yep 7 p.m i'm gonna be on the lower east side at pnt knitwear with amy spalding to discuss her new book no boy summer boom it's a really cool space that's it's called PNT Knitwear, but it is a bookstore event space podcasting studio. It's just one it. of those places in New York that has that's like a dream space. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Be spontaneous. People go. Yeah. Like what else are you going to do? Nothing. Sit at home and watch TV. Sit at home and watch TV. Yeah. Instead, you could go to. L and M knitwear. What was it? PNT knitwear. Hey, I knew it was a thing. I knew it was letters. I mean, come I was, on. I had tw one in 25 chance each Dad, time. I got to fly back in from LA just in time for my New York event. So, you know, I love it. I'm doing the thing. Well, Maureen writes books. Yeah. She forgot to mention that part. Oh, if that's right. If you want to buy her books on the internet, you could support uh, not great individual or you could go to kickbezosintheballs.org our own little bookshop where you can order Maureen's books and other things if you're buying things on the internet do, do I have some other things to tell you then you can go to merch.saysupodcast.com where you can buy says mer who merchandise you okay and also go on over to shop.dansinker.com where I sell little patches that say trying those are all things you can buy on the internet Okay, where do you get that? I just said it. You did? Kick Bezos do I have to describe the... what the internet is? I thought I didn't hear you say kick Bezos in the balls is... yet. I think I said kick Bezos in the balls dot org. Did you? I? I don't know. I don't know. How you I... wanted me to describe the whole internet? It's an information superhighway, Maureen. Cool. Tell me more. Well, it's a world wide web of information. Tell me say more. It's a cyber life. Cyber life, huh? Yeah. What? I ran out of things. Yeah, you sure yeah. did. I didn't know you'd keep doing that. Yeah. I wanted well, to know more, and you you ended Bezos, with... Bezos, intheballs.org, merch.sayswhopodcast.com, shop.dansinker.com. There you it's go. It's .com. It button. It's .com. I remember Homestar Runner, my friend. <sighs> All right, we got a lot. So we've got. Did you put yep. the banking stuff in here? Uh, I've got. That just it's, happened. It's, it's largely. I don't have banking stuff because I don't know what it, that's about. I've been well, on it's a all call. Hey. Oh. So there's a, 
What? You hear it? Yeah. Hey. Uh, oh. We're just hey. trying to get set we're, up here, Amy Carter. We have not. I, we're Let me just see. getting. Let me see your notes. Come here. Move uh, out of the way. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is this bullshit? Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Yeah. No, we have to go through all of that. We got to. Yeah. That's a lot going on with that. I don't care. Just give it to the scroll. No, we have to do the Dominion. That's actually a really big deal. And yeah. Shut the fuck up. I'll tell you what a big um, deal is. Oh, I'll no. I'll highlight this. Clickety click. Stop. Stop. Hand down. Stop her from. I'm just clickety I just, click. I, clickety she's click. got control and of the document, Maureen. And, oh, Jesus Christ. What did she How did she? How many copies are she with you? Where is she? <laughs> and paste. Here we go. Everything fixed. I erased everything else. There you go. Fix uh, the document. For what now? What did she put in there? Uh, oh. Yeah. Biden is running. Yeah. It says. Biden always has been running. Biden will be running. And Biden can run right to this shoe. The shoe fit. This is a shoe for running. You know mm. what I mean? I'm a sneaker. Yeah, but you don't have to sneak up on me, but Joe, you just come right at me, and I'll Ugh. be ready for you. My man is going to run again, getting hotter with every year. My man is going to run again. His balls are lower than ever. They run around the ground. You know why my man carries around a skateboard? Why? To set his balls on so while he's walking, they can just roll along with him. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Jesus Christ, Amy, stop it. You shut um, up. I'll tell you what. You shut up. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. You shut up. It's me. Oh, no. The other shoe. Bernie's oh, also no. going to run again. Shut the fuck up. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He even threw in for No, he didn't. Christ. Shut up. Oh, my God, Dan. Where are they getting the notes from? Who did you let them? I got in through the same way through the one percent, the one percent, the one. Shut up with your one percent. Be quiet, my man. Your man is too old to run. Your man is just as old as my man, if not even older. You shut up about my. You shut up about my man. You shut up about my. Oh no! I can't breathe. <laughs> Welcome to Sis Who the Are you okay? Uh, you forgot she had a sister. I forgot entirely about it. She has Carter. a Bernie She's sister. Yeah, she loves Bernie. There's a Bernie shoe and there's a Joe Biden <sighs> shoe. I forgot all about that. That family likes what they like. And they like it passionately. Oh, they really do. Welcome to Says Who. <laughs> the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a it's a shoe thing. I'm <laughs> I really broke you. It did. Wow. It did. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I'm Amy Carter too. And <sighs> I'm the other shoe that's not Amy Carter's shoe, but go, go, Bernie. And I'm Dan Sinker. So we're all here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Maureen. Yeah. You just got back in town. I did. I was in LA. Take my dressing. I have a fancy dress going on. You, she has a very fancy, flowy, like, like silk dressing it, gown. No, it's not. It's actually cut, but it looks, it's like a kimono style yeah. dressing gown. Why do I have this on, Dan? 
Well, I haven't had a shower yet, Dan. Okay. Because I came, came back. First of all, I woke up at a really weird time because okay. I landed last night and then I couldn't get to sleep. And then I did get to sleep. And then I woke up at a weird time and I was like, well, I guess I'm awake. And nobody's here. Oscar's not here. Dexy's not here. So it's very strange. Oh, All the yeah. signals that wake me up, I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I was looking at something on my phone. I fell asleep with the phone in my hand and I woke up like kind of weird at mid-morning. I was like, oh, okay, here we are. So uh, I went to take a shower and saw another text from my complex that said that Good Con Ed Lord. had discovered a major... There was a major steam leak somewhere in the area. Okay. And therefore they had to shut down all of our water. water. It was it was shut down. The the hot water was off last night. So when I came home, I was like, I'll take a nice warm bath. Oh, a little ice dunk instead. And it was all ice. So I was like, well, then I'll have my shower in the morning and there's no water right now. So mm. I'm waiting on that, Dan. So I'm still in my pajamas. I feel like... Like the, the like the Greek god that controls fate, sitting up there on their little cloud, mm. cloud town, looking down at you and being like, "How many fucking more signs can we send her?" Dan, I don't know. Shut off the water. Dan, these are all very minor signs because they come right back on. It is still easier for me to get things fixed in this apartment than it is for you to have anything done. I tell you, I just call and someone comes and does it for free. And if I'm not here, they let themselves in and do it. It's pretty easy. But I was in L.A. for four days. Yeah. Really? The book festival was amazing. It was beautiful. It smelled like flowers and coconutty suntan lotion. Tons of people came out. The weather was gorgeous. Um, after that, my friend Robin, I saw her. And I saw where she lived because I hadn't seen her apartment because of the oh. pandemic. Saw her apartment, and she's like, why don't I get you in it? We drove to the beach. Oh, yeah. We walked on the beach. I put my foot in the Pacific. What beach did you go to? We first went to Will Rogers Beach. Okay. And then we drove down a bit to Santa Monica. Oh. And it was weirdly cloudy. Everything mm -hmm. clouded over. So the sky had this weird pearlescent, then gray quality to it that was really beautiful. And I looked out and I was like, I just saw something move, Robin. And a two dolphins were swimming along side by side. And then they were jumping with joy and they were flipping. And then oh, they did a man. cross double like heart flip. What? It was like nuts. A, they did the full Lisa Frank? They did like the, yeah. yeah. Like they were both so happy that they flipped it once and it did this kind of amazing shape. All the ki little kids on the beach and me were like, yeah, do it again. We were so excited. And Robin was like, I have never seen this. And all the time that I've been here, I haven't just walked to the beach and seen just dolphins swim by and do flips for us. I was like, it's because I'm here now. fake God sitting yeah. up in those clouds being like, Come, fucking what else do we got to do? Come on. Send um, more dolphins, I guess. I did stay downtown in the Biltmore Hotel. And let me tell you something. The Biltmore is a very famous L.A. hotel. Yeah. It was where they used to have the Academy Awards. The downstairs is very, very fancy. And yeah. very glamorous, 1940s style. Yeah. Everything kind of stopped at the Biltmore probably around 1955. Yeah. It's a very spooky hotel upstairs. Yeah. Uh, it's where they put all the authors. Okay. Um, so that's just the that's just the hotel where the authors go. Like, we're holding a book festival. How about a haunted hotel? 
Uh, I've stayed there before. I don't particularly like it. But, yeah. you know, I just like that. I go where they tell me. Right. Um, because it's kind of run down a little bit gross upstairs, but yeah. it's fine. And the neighborhood is troubled. Yes. It's a very, very troubled neighborhood. Like when I first arrived, whenever I arrive in a place, I immediately just start walking. I go to like a grocery store or something and I buy a bunch of water and things yeah. like that. And I just walk around. And the neighborhood I walked through was decidedly like, my friends were concerned that I'd walk through it right. at night. By my, I was like, it's fine. Like I'm from New York. I'm not walking mm, down the street different. with my... I'm walk. I'm not walking down the street with my eyes closed though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very cognizant of where I am. Went to Whole Foods and back. I was fine. Yeah. Um, but it turns out it's a little. It's a troubled neighborhood. Yeah. Where you have to watch yourself. Um, on my wall. My hotel room. Was yeah. A framed picture. Of Amy Poehler. And. Okay. Branford, uh, the guy from The West Wing. Brandon Bradford, sorry, Bradford Murphman. Everybody who's screaming at me, but that guy. Yeah, and it was commemorating when a part of an episode of Parks and Rec was filmed there in two thousand nine. Okay, and it was this big photograph of Amy and Brandford Murphman, and it had a caption on it. It was all matted and framed. And the uh-huh. wall next to it was all banged up. Now the the in New York New in Los Angeles lore, it's that hotel is very famous for being the last place that the Black Dahlia Elizabeth, I want to say Smart, although that's a another person as well. But I think her name may it's the last place she was seen alive. Okay, she was using the telephones in the lobby because it used to have like fancy telephone area. Oh, that was okay. the last place she was seen alive. So it's sort of famous for being connected with the Black Dahlia murders. Got it. But then I drove to the campus of USC where I had a Lyft driver, Dan. Yeah. I was like, I will take a lift because I needed to get there and the coach was every half an hour and I was like, I just need yeah. to get over there because someone's trying to meet with me. And I was like, it'll be so much faster if I take a lift. Dan. No. I get, first of all, my Lyft driver drove past me twice. Yeah. I stood in the street in the end and waved him down. Yeah. And then I got in. He's like, oh, I knew you had to be around here somewhere. And then he gets in. He starts driving. And immediately he starts telling me that he's like, where are you from? Well, I used to live in Rome. And then he used to tell. He starts to tell me the history of the Etruscans in Rome, Dan. Wow. And the battle of the Etruscans on the steps of this of the steps of the Pope's palace, 30, you know, 30 miles outside of Rome and the, everything about, you want to know about the Etruscans. My Lyft driver was, was like ready to tell you. And he's like, and I was a famous chef and my friends and I established California cuisine in the seventies. And oh. the, and then we got to the USC campus where he got lost. And even though the Lyft told him where to go, he just kept driving where anybody told him to go. Like oh, fun. the one security person was just keep going down this road. He drove me all the way across the campus. Then I was like getting nervous. So I pulled out my Google maps and I was like, why yeah. don't we just follow the Google maps? <laughs> just trying to be polite, but like, yeah. it's getting late. And he's like, no, no, I'll just ask these people, random people. Then he would just pull up to random people walking around like, Hey, where it's should not I that go? Big of a campus. Dan, I saw it all. It turns Could've out gotten well, out anywhere. You basically, the place we had to go was a university club. You pull in, you go left. It's there like 30 seconds away. Yeah. He drove me all the way down and through and around and then back through and then like down a dead end. And he was like, well, Perfect. don't worry, we'll get there. And 
by that point I was late because he was still talking about the Etruscans and California cuisine and asking everybody he saw. Anyway, I made it. Book festival. Well, there you go. Had some LA meetings, Dan. Took those meetings. Did the meetings. Met Robin again in her neighborhood in the arts district. Went, I walked through Little Tokyo. Oh. I got some, got her some pastries in Little Tokyo. Yep. And uh, I waited for her in the dog park for her to come and get me. So I pet some dogs. Oh. I'm like, I had a choice of whether or not to meet. And I looked and there was a coffee shop. But then I realized the park across the street was a dog park. And I was like, I'll be Boom. at the dog park. There you go. Yeah. Man, you did it up. I flew back yesterday, Dan, watched watched a Korean and, Jap- and Japanese murder mysteries all the way home. Nice. Uh, so nice and spooky. And also Mulholland Drive by David Lynch. So my head yeah. was full of weird, surrealist, murdery, scary stuff. Yeah. And yeah, and then came home to an empty apartment. <laughs> And do you do you leave for Philadelphia shortly? Tomorrow. Man. Because I have an event tonight. Right. Maureen Johnson on the go. I don't know where I am. I genuinely, this is true, Dan. And everything I say is true, but I have been feeling very foggy recently. Yeah. Like genuinely a little like my brain is fogging out at points. Okay. And I was like, is this COVID, post-COVID brain fog? Or is this like... Could be. Could be you just have a lot going on, fog. This is a really... I've never felt quite like this, though. It feels very just like a genuine kind of fog comes over my thoughts. And I'm like, hmm. So, who knows? Well, there you go. It's not necessarily unpleasant, but (laughs) it's just like... (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll I'll take anything, but I'm like, maybe, or Oscar's like, I think you have burnout. I'm like, burnout from what? Yeah. From going nonstop for months. I don't feel like. And being sick in the middle of it. I don't You've feel like. You've basically been running hot since December with a little detour down COVID lane. It is now nearly May. I think Shut- that. That that might be what is burning out. I guess the run did kind of, yeah. When you say it like that, yeah, it makes me I mean, less I bet, concerned. I bet a person could actually even set the clock back before December. It's not like you were chilling and doing nothing before you headed to England. Well, people are like, "Oh, do you write all the time?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know what." I'm like, "I'm going all the time." Yeah, but I couldn't explain to you necessarily what's happening. I just know there's a lot of it. Eons ago in a whole nother lifetime with Punk Planet, uh, did an interview with Ian MacKay from Fugazi. And at some point in the question, it was like, you know, you're in a band and you run a record label and like, but what do you do? Like, what is your, if you're not on tour and you're not recording a new album, like, what do you do? And he was like, this is what I do. I talk on the phone. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm There's like, a lot to this life that is not just creating. I know. I'm getting it together, Dan. Getting it all together. All right. How about you? Also, USC, beautiful campus. It is gorgeous. It I mean, is so I, remarkably gorgeous place. I looked around. I was like, this is not bad. This is not yeah. bad. Yeah. 
It is a it is a beautiful beautiful little place for sure. Uh, how am I, Maureen? How I'm great! Oh, oh, I like that. Last week I launched a whole new project. Tomorrow, tomorrow, it heads in a whole new direction. I am excited. I uh, back last fall friend of mine who I had fallen out of touch with, not fallen out with or anything, just one of those things. Uh, the author Joe Mino, uh, who I put out two of his books way back, uh, a book called Hairstyles of the Damned and a book called The Boy Detective Fails. Um, he had a new book come out and another friend of, of ours was reading with him at his book release. And I was like, well, I'm going to go, you know, like I haven't seen Joe in a long time. I love Megan. Like, so me and Janice went and it was great to see him again. And we were like, well, let's go on a walk. And so we went on a walk and kind of chatted about uh, a lot of, you know, kind of lifey stuff and things like that. And then he kind of was talking about how hard it is to be sort of a literary author in 2023 that isn't, you know, super connected to the Internet and all of that. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And uh, and then this was like in November. He was like, what I really want to do is write a novel, but instead of a book, it's the internet. It's like uh, across the internet. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> so we have spent six months. This is exciting. Plotting and planning and building and building and building and building. Uh, and last week we launched it with a single Instagram account for a 17 year old girl named Violet Bookman, who lives in a town called Question Mark, Ohio. And for the last week, Violet, well, not even for the last week, for the last many months now, Violet has been posting to Instagram <laughs> to build up a backlog of things. But for the last week, she has been searching for her friend's lost cat. And uh, last night, Tuesday night, her post was of the sun setting over the pile of refrigerators on the edge of Ohio's second largest garbage dump. <laughs> and she said, it feels like things are about to change and more things are about to change. I am excited. This kind of thing is my jam. I, I've described to a few people that it feels like Joe and I are sort of in a, in, in, in locked in a series of escalating dares because... The thing we were going to be launching tomorrow and the scale of it, which was already big, <laughs> and the thing that actually is launching tomorrow and the scale of it is enormous because we I just keep that. being like, well, what if we did this too? What if we hid this thing somewhere? What if we just stowed this to the side and maybe no one will ever find it? <laughs> it's so good. I love and this. And even what launches tomorrow is only the very beginning of it all. This, it truly, never this ends. Is, this is exactly my jam. It is. It is. It is pretty great. I uh, yesterday, I, I yesterday I had to make a website for a, a literally for just a, a, an aside uh, uh, that happens, and I was like, I'm going to give myself a 50 minute time limit or one hour time limit. I got it done in 50 minutes banging out and Joe was like I don't understand how you do this so quickly and I'm like Joe uh, this is 40 years of building shit all coming into play now 
once you know how you do your thing, you know. Yeah. 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 I sent him a link to it and I said, this is just me. This is this is just me stunting now. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited. It's been one week. I, Sorry. It, it, well, mostly to me, it has been one of you those things. You didn't even pick up on the page. I heard it. I okay. know. I just ignored it, though. Okay. Uh, it has been one of those things. Is is as well documented. It is not like I am lacking in, uh, or it's not like I have an abundance of free time. But I like putting my brain on a thing, and this has been a very wonderful, very fun thing to put my brain on. I love this. It is great. It is, truly, yeah, I'm very I've excited. See, I've looked at this project. It is great. Yeah. Well, and the thing I sent you and the thing that is actually launching, I mean, it, they look similar. I mean, similar, I can sense there's, there's a lot more. There's so much. Uh, uh, it's well, fun. Luckily, there's no news this week to talk about. Well, according to Amy Carter's shoe, mm. we already covered the most important one of it, which is Joe Biden has announced that he is running for re-election for the 2024 presidential election. I feel like this needs a stinger down like some organ music. Just drop some. Does it? We should be talking over some organ music right now. Just, you know. Okay. Because it's so to, exciting. Yeah. Like, okay, here we go. An organ is playing. Yeah. Yay. Biden versus Trump too is happening. Can't wait. Yay. What we all wanted to do was live 2020 again. Mm -hmm. 2020 was such a good time. Let's yeah. do it again, only older and madder. Yeah, just like, let's let's go. Joe Biden will be 86 years old at the end of his second term. Hey. Yeah, those will, they'll be hey. real low by then. Oh. oh, you noticed too? I Only because you bring it up every time. Oh, I love it. Do you love it too? Not so much. They're going to be so low then that yeah. he's going to have to do his speech from the top of the inside of the dome at the goddamn <laughs> Lincoln Memorial and they're going to be swinging down tickling old Abe's head. <laughs> oh, God. Put my man in a jetpack. Jetpack Joe. Swinging balls. <laughs> jetpack Joe. Going over the Potomac. Yeah, majestic. Can you imagine how majestic that would be if he was jet over the Potomac? His ball's just causing a beautiful ripple in the water, Dan, as he zoomed along going, I'm going to be your president again. I'm going to be your president again. I'm going to be your president again. You can't get rid of me. <sighs> What's the matter? <sighs> Bernie's going to run too. Oh, Shut damn up. it. Shut up. Oh, God he is. Damn it. He's going to run back. He's going to do it for the 1%, the 1%, the 99%, oh, the 1%. Stop saying percents. All you do is say percents. Over and over. 1%. It's true, but 99% for 1%. Stop saying percents. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. You just say percent all the time, which is true, but it's true that there's a 1%. Stop saying percents. Oh, Think about my man's balls. My man also has balls, but my man's balls, they are very, very low. I guarantee to you that they are low. No, they can't be any lower than my man's. Oh, they can be. I 100% promise you. Did you see him when he was in that chair at the inauguration and his legs were crossed and he had his mins on? Oh, I saw a bitch, but who was getting inaugurated? It was my man. I shut the door, Dan. Thank God. I just need to let those two work it out. Trump uh, versus Biden, Dan. Don't you feel uh, the energy? 
in the room? I feel very tired when I think about it. It's tiring. It's tiring to me, Maureen. Maybe it won't be Trump v. Biden. Maybe it'll be Biden v. DeSantis. Doesn't really help me function in my brain. Yeah, we thought maybe they'd have another contender, but... No, nope. it seems like it's going to be Trump. The real, if you really want to start making your brain feel uh, uh, itchy. Oh, good, because that is what I was hoping to do. You can imagine Trump v. Biden, too, when Trump is in, uh, actually in, tr uh, having a trial happening. Right. Simultaneously. So he definitely won't be afraid and unstable while he's doing all of this. Yeah. Yeah. At least one trial. You know, the best case scenario at this point, assuming that the New York uh, indictment goes through, the best case scenario goes through to trial. I mean, the best case scenario would be he would be on trial in the spring of next year, right around primary season. But that shit could be pushed even further. Just imagine an October trial. And a November election. Dan, uh -oh. I just, I just need to take a second. <laughs> he just st st stared into the middle distance. And Dan, you know, since the the blue checks did go away on Twitter this week, which is often a place where I kind of stop in in the morning to get information. Yeah, it is such a shit show scramble there now. No, oh, yeah. That I'm thinking about the the pure unmitigated chaos conversations. The I think I figured out why I'm feeling so foggy. Yeah. I think all of this is is a contributing factor to your fogginess. But Maureen, you might think with Joe Biden announcing his re-election for 2024. Donald Trump having already announced his election for 2024. A whole bunch of other Republicans jumping into the 2024 mix. Even a couple of wingnuts jumping in on the Democratic side. You would think at this point that maybe we were done talking about the 2020 election. Mm. But we are not. Because some of the biggest news of the week was Fox News settling at the literal last minute the defamation suit that Dominion Voting Systems had uh, had leveled at them. Dominion had sought $1.6 from Fox News for defaming the company, placing Dominion Voting Systems at the center of the fever dream that the presidential election of 2020 had been stolen. It was literally set to go to trial last week. The judge delayed it by a day. Nobody really knew why. Like press had already traveled to 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 where the the uh, where it was all happening. Like it was go time. Yeah, they had tents set up to get Rupert Murdoch in and out, so no one yeah. could see him. It was fully go time. And then they announced that they settled for seven seven hundred eighty seven point five million dollars cash money. Uh, not the biggest defamation suit that has ever been settled, but uh, very close to in terms of numbers. I wonder what the biggest is. Yeah, you know, I had that same thought this morning. And then I also had that thought as I said those words. Right. And I thought, 
she's going to say, I wonder what the biggest was. And yeah. I didn't look it up. Right. And I didn't look it up is okay. the answer. It doesn't matter. It's uh, Chiquita Banana versus McDonald's. Great. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. But uh, the months leading up to the trial had released a steady stream of damaging information from depositions and evidence, including things like text messages from Tucker Carlson about how he hated Donald Trump, <clears throat> uh, reports of Rupert Murdoch having a shit fit on the on Fox News's call of Arizona for Biden and causing them to lose viewers to Newsmax. None of it was a good look for them. Uh. Uh, it was generally believed that a trial would have had the biggest fo- hosts on Fox on the stand having to uh, fully, you know, swear on a Bible that they will tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and then have to uh, admit to things that I don't think anyone wanted them to admit to, or at least anyone at Fox would want them to admit to. Uh, And ultimately, it just seemed that the decision was, whatever the cost, it's probably lower than the cost we may have to pay. Uh, The terms of the settlement did not require an apology from Fox, But they did issue a statement saying that, quote, certain claims about Dominion that it aired on its programming were found to be false. Oh, yeah. So thanks for that. Uh, If you think the fox is out of the woods, there is still a two point seven billion dollar defamation suit from Smartmatic voting systems. The other voting system of 2020 that that factored into this Uh, just in February, a New York appeals court ruled that it could proceed. So, uh After the Dominion settlement, Smartmatic issued a statement saying, quote, Dominion's litigation exposed some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign. Smartmatic will expose the rest. Well. And. 2.7 billion. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big boy. So. Okay, February was proceeding. So that really could go at any time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one would assume that things were kind of stacked up so that they weren't all happening at once. Uh, and absolutely, someone would expect that this will will greatly influence that, whether Fox will work quicker to, to settle before right. even more damaging stuff comes out or what. But um, it's not a great look. And Dominion, Maureen... Still has a large number of defamation suits still outstanding, including Sidney Powell for $1.3 billion, Rudy Giuliani for $1.3 billion, Overstock.com CEO Patrick Byrne, also, I believe, a $1.3 billion. One American News and Newsmax, both being sued for the $1.6 billion that they sought from Fox. And, of course, Mike Lindell, Mr. MyPillow, for $1.3 billion. Of those, I feel like One American News, as my uh, Trump-loving relative used to watch it a lot, and I've seen enough to know that they have an operating budget of about $36 and are probably oh, operating yeah. out of an old... Uh, disused Pizza Hut. So um, that that lawsuit may be paid for in um, uh, gift certificates <laughs> and some Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. The same gift certificates from Pizza Hut that you got for reading books when you yeah. were in grade school? They're like, we have, we have 400 of those. Yeah, none of these folks 
have the kind of pockets that Fox News has. So settling is going to be uh, a, a much bigger conversation, it seems, and, and if it will happen. Um, we are going to talk more about the MyPillow guy in a second. Good. But uh, there is also two curious little lawsuits that have come out since from a former Fox producer named Abby Grossberg. So Fox is not out of any kind of lawsuit trouble yet. Uh, this was filed just last month. Grossberg, who was a Fox News producer who had worked with Maria Bartiamo and Tucker Carlson, filed two lawsuits in Delaware and in New York, accusing Fox of coercing her into giving misleading testimony in the Dominion case. That seems like an issue. And of creating hostile, discriminatory work environment, including rampant sexism and anti-Semitism. Well, Maureen Johnson. Didn't all stop there. Mm -mm. Because speaking of Tucker Carlson, Monday morning, it yeah, was when suddenly I was on, announced. I was on LA Times, so I woke up to a lot of a lot of excitement. I did not know <coughs> what we should say. Monday morning, it was suddenly announced that Tucker Carlson had been fired from Fox News and his show canceled. You were on LA Times, so you woke up to excitement. I had not, I am not on Twitter much. Janice is still on Twitter a little bit. And so she sort of, as an aside, was like, oh, it says that Tucker Carlson was fired, but I don't believe it because now who can believe anything they see on Twitter? Sure. <laughs> like she fully was like, this isn't real. And uh, I had to then search for it and pulled it up. And it was like, whoa, whoa. Monday morning, total surprise. Nobody still knows why. We do know that the decision was made uh, by Fox's top brass, including Rupert Murdoch's son, Lachlan. Uh, on Friday evening, Carlson was told Monday morning, just before Fox publicly announced the news, other people, including big hosts at Fox, found out from the news itself. So, uh, but we do not know why it happened. The, the, the Grossberg lawsuit feels like maybe that, that plays a part. Hmm. Uh, I at least entertain the theory that certain hosts were told they had to say something about Dominion and maybe he refused. Uh, and that, that push came to shove, but yeah, a grand mystery, Maureen. So, uh, that was huge. And then pretty much minutes later, literally town, minutes later, uh, CNN announced that they were abruptly firing Don Lemon. Yeah. Dan, those things happened within the same hour, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, within it, minutes of each other, really. What the fuck is going on, Dan? It's weird, right? I immediately wrote to you because I'm like, Dan will understand weird media shenanigans. And you were like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. I think ultimately it was a coincidence. Maybe CNN knew they were doing this and were like, well, fuck it. Let's just pull the Band-Aid off. Like Carlson's going to get more attention than than Lemon. Um, but yeah, the, the timing was very weird. Maybe they're secret lovers. Oh my God. That would be secret so wrong. Lovers. That would be so romantic. That's what we are. That would be so beautiful. Yeah. That is some Romeo and Juliet shit and right And they there. were plotting. To run away together. Yeah, but to first bring both organizations down from within. <sighs> so their houses couldn't war anymore. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's what it was. 
Whoa. Yeah. Well, then, I Dan. Hope they're happy. Yesterday. Well, yeah. No, I mean, do you? Well, I want to point out because because Tucker Carlson is Fox's most watched show. And so there's been a lot of speculation as to what are they going to do? You know, they're losing this, you know, this ratings juggernaut. And the reality is, is that ultimately, I think Fox probably did the math and realized that they are bigger than any host they part ways with. Remember, Tucker Carlson was the replacement for Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Whose O'Reilly factor was the most watched thing on Fox before he got fired for sexual harassment shit. You know, Fox has lost Glenn Beck. They lost Lou Dobbs. They lost Megyn Kelly. They were fine every time. And none of those people have anywhere close to the audience that they had when they when they were at Fox. They are all greatly diminished individuals. So I think that I think they did the math and they were like, this dude ain't worth it. But why? But why? why? Secret lovers. That's why. That's right. Oh, man. But Maureen Johnson. Okay. As you were leading to the news, the news weirdness didn't stop being weird because yesterday Nate Silver announced that he was not going to be renewing his contract with ABC. Dan, it genuinely felt like there was a douchebag purge situation yeah. going on. I was like, for 24 hours, we're just going to purge them. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he did not get fired, but uh, ABC, which is owned by Disney, Disney is doing a whole bunch of layoffs. Uh, apparently, the 538 team was gutted out like a lot, a lot of people lost their jobs, which is too bad. Um, and he announced on their slack that he was not going to be renewing his contract. ABC retains the 538 name, which is hilarious to me, Maureen. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. I don't like that guy. No. I I explained once why I don't like that guy and I edited it out because I chickened out. Do you but wanna, I don't like that guy. Do you want to explain why? Yeah, why not? Do I it. used to run a nonprofit news and technology organization. We had a uh, conference that we would run. And our very first year uh, was the same year that a whole bunch of these kind of new news startups started up, including 538, including Fox. That was all, all in the same year. And uh, and a bunch of, you know, we had to get sponsorships, a bunch of news organizations sponsored, including 538. They sent a small, they signed up for a small sponsorship amount. And uh, I ran a session there about kind of conceiving of new news startups from an audience standpoint. And, uh, and the title, forget what the title was, but the... Uh, But the description said something to the effect of there have been a whole bunch of new news startups this year. Uh, How to something like how to think of yours without having it shit the bed or something, something to that effect Mm -hmm. with the profanity. And uh, we published the schedule and I got a phone call from uh, a a lower down person at 538 saying that uh, they are upset that we are insulting them. And they want the they want the subject of the they want the that session name changed or the description changed. And I was like, not doing that, boss. Sorry. 
<laughs> not changing shit. Uh, we have a lot of sponsors. And so then they said, okay, well, we're going to pull our sponsorship. And I was like, well, that sucks, but okay. Then I get called from our funder, like the funder of the organization, who's like, so I'm on my way to a wedding and I just got called by some jagoff at 538 about this thing. Why are they calling me? And I'm like, well, here's the story. And he's like, wait, they want, they want you to change. They, they want you to censor your thing. They are pulling your money and now they are calling me your funder to also pull my money? No. So I've never liked that dude because he's a fucking thin-skinned little weirdo. Yeah, and really, in, he showed up to be a very strange person during COVID as well. Indeed. He did a lot of bad stuff. Indeed. But Maureen. Okay. Let's not talk about bad stuff. Okay. Let's instead loop back to Mike Lindell. All right. And the feel-good story of the year. Can I also tell you that Trump-loving relative one time asked me to order him a MyPillow because he couldn't figure out how to do it, and I said no. Nice. There's a lot of that goes on in my life, Dan. Maureen Johnson, Washington Post last week. My pillow founder and prominent election denier Mike Lindell made a bold offer ahead of his cyber symposium he held in August 2021 in South Dakota. He claimed he had data showing Chinese interference and said he would pay $5 million to anyone who could prove the material was not from the previous year's U.S. election. He called the challenge, Prove Mike Wrong. Exciting. On Wednesday, this is last week, a private arbitration panel ruled that someone did. <clears throat> that panel said Robert Zeidman, a computer forensic ex expert and 63-year-old Trump voter from Nevada, was entitled to the $5 million payout. Zeidman had examined Lindell's data and concluded that not only did it not prove voter fraud, it was also had no connection to the 2020 election. It was the, he was the only expert who submitted a claim, arbitration records show. He turned to the arbitrators after Lindell Management, which created the contest, refused to pay him. In their 23-page decision, the arbitrator said Zeidman proved that Lindell's material, quote, unequivocally did not reflect November 2020 election data. They directed Lindell's firm to pay Zeidman within 30 days. In a statement to the Washington Post, Zeidman said that he was, quote, really happy with the arbitrator's decision. Quote, they clearly saw this as I did, that the data we were given at the symposium was not at all what Mr. Lindell said it was. The truth is finally out there. Lindell said in a text to the Post, quote, they made a terribly wrong decision, exclamation point. This will be going to court, exclamation point. A copy of contest rules submitted in the arbitration said disputes would be, quote, resolved exclusively by final and binding arbitration and noted that arbitration is, quote, subject to very limited review by courts. <laughs> Apparently, is, they go true. on to say that uh, a, an expert says that the only way that a federal court could could stop this payment is that it represents, quote, a manifest injustice. And the expert said that that is very rare. Prove Mike wrong. 
Dan. Some dude who actually paid him money to go to his thing, an actual believer, opened the- up that document and was like, Mrah? thought he'd get paid out. Dan, what is happening? Feels good. I mean, all of it together. It's We're at the end of something and the beginning of something else, clearly. Yeah. Um, we've known a long time that things can't go on the way they are. Right. And that there are, there's, um, I'm not sure if there's any, what um, uh, historians will have a better sense of why we go back and figure out the exact point at which these very various processes came into place. Are we talking Reagan and various destabilization of, you know, antitrust laws and things like, you know, like what that we, we've come steaming into this, cesspool of now we have Biden versus Trump again. We've already had one insurrection. Um, We're getting all information from a bunch of weird media corporations. Yeah. um, That are battling each other in a kind of Pacific Rim situation where we stand and go, let them fight. Mm. Um, Dan, I've told you about my Aunt Claire, the one that had the bird that committed suicide, used to sit and smoke at it. And who stored all her money and used peanut butter jars? Correct. And made me count yes. it. She yes. Move a kid. We'll smoke. I'll smoke. You'll count my money. Um, she used to spend her days sitting on her bed, kind of laying on her stomach, ankles crossed like a, like a teenager in the 50s. Uh, she had her, her ashtray there in front of her, on, next to her on the bedside stand. And a radio and yeah. a notebook. And yeah. she would listen to like crazy, crazy, crazy talk radio and take notes, spidery notes down <laughs> that yes. she would then read to me about what was really going on. Okay. Now, her thing was doctors. She believed all doctors were bad. And she used to, sh- and she would say things like, you know what they should call Freud? Fraud. And I'm like, <laughs> Aunt Clara, what are you even talking about? Your bird is dead. There's smoke in my face. But you have given me a quarter of a pie and a quarter of a container of ice cream as a dessert. So I'm going to let you continue. Also, Aunt Clara's house was where I went instead of going to church. I would, my parents sent me to church by myself because they were like, okay, you go. And I would walk across the street and then I would go across the field back down through the woods down a road and over to my Aunt Clara's house where I would eat donuts um, until she always had Entenmann's crumble top donuts that I would sit and eat until the amount of time was over and then I would cross over and go back. Yeah. So that was what I did instead of church. Or I would hide in the backyard and read. Like I would actually loop back around my own house, pick up the books I had planted in the milk container. We used to get milk delivered. Yeah. I would pick those up, sit around the back of the house, read, check the time, come back around, and go back home. Dan, this is what it feels like again. Yeah. That I'm sitting there with my Aunt Clara, and she's smoking, and she's got her weird, spidery conspiracy notes that she's written down about what's really going on. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've grown up with this vibe. (laughs) Like, it's it's in me. I'm like, hey, I know all these people. Like, it's always been, ah. Yeah. And it's just bigger now. It's just not that they're not just on weird talk radio. It's just, you know, we have these monolith Pacific Rim things that are fighting each other. And now two of two of their monsters have died. Yeah. Apparently. 
although I'm sure there's going to be a, a, a second movie in which they come back. Maybe they've joined together and they're just two heads, one body. I don't know. Then I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. I know I have a foggy brain. Yeah. And a lot of things are happening. And a lot of me is like, just got to ride this out, girl. You just got to like, you got to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. In terms of where you stand morally or whatever. <laughs> Somehow slide through this chaos doing, trying to remember what the fuck you're all about. Yeah. Maureen Johnson. Hmm. I have to interrupt because I have breaking news. What? What? On Wednesday, that's today. That was this morning. That was moments ago. What happened? A board appointed by Ron DeSantis to oversee government services at Disney World voted to nullify two agreements that gave Disney vast control over expansion at the 25,000-acre resort complex. But Maureen, that is not the breaking news. What's the breaking news, Ten? I really don't know what's happening. Within minutes, Disney sued Mr. DeSantis, the five-member board, and other state officials in federal court claiming, quote, a targeted campaign of government retaliation. Oh, shit. I don't know how they'll be able to prove that. He only wrote a whole chapter about it in his book. I'm, I, that was that was the New York Times. I am now going to jump to the more important news uh, organization to cover this, which is Walt Disney World News Today, www.nt.com, where there's more. Disney is suing for, quote, declaratory and injunctive relief. Injunctive relief forces a party to act in a certain way or prevents them from doing certain things. In the lawsuit, Disney cites, quote, a targeted campaign of government retaliation orchestrated at every step by Governor DeSantis as punishment for Disney's protected speech now threatens Disney's business operations, jeopardizes its economic future in the region and violates its constitutional rights. They reference the Board of Supervisors officially voided Disney's final agreement with the Reedy Creek uh, during this morning's meeting and DeSantis' threats of instituting new tolls and taxes in the district. Quote, Disney regrets that it has come to this, the lawsuit states. But having exhausted efforts to seek a resolution, the company is left with no choice but to file this lawsuit to protect its cast members, guests, and local development partners from a relentless campaign to weaponize government power against Disney in retaliation for expressing a political viewpoint unpopular with certain state officials. Is this a personal suit against him, not like as the governor, but at, for him personally? Uh, I think it's it's uh, that would be one in the same. You know, Okay. Uh, further on in the lawsuit, it reads, quote, it is a clear violation of Disney's federal constitutional rights under the contracts clause, the talkings clause, the due process clause and the First Amendment for the state to inflict a concerted campaign of retaliation because the company expressed an opinion with which the government disagreed. And it is a clear violation of these rights for the CFTOD board. That is the new board that oversees Disney to declare its own legally binding contracts void and unenforceable. Disney thus seeks relief from this court to carry out its long-held business plans. Dan, it's Pacific Rim everywhere. It's everywhere, Rim. Boom. Disney requests the following relief. 
declare that the legislative declaration is unlawful and unenforceable because it abrogates Disney's rights in violation of the contracts clause. Declare that the legislative declaration is an unlawful taking of Disney's property rights without payment of just compensation in violation of the takings clause. Declare that the legislative declaration is unlawful and unenforceable because it was an arbitrary and irrational voiding of the development agreement and restrictive covenants in violation of the due process clause. Declare that the legislative declaration is unlawful and unenforceable because it was enacted in retaliation for Disney's speech in violation of the First Amendment. Declare that the contracts remain in effect and enforceable. Declare that... Senate Bill 4C and House Bill 9B are unlawful and unenforceable because they were enacted in retaliation for Disney's political speech. Oh. This keeps going. Clearly. Okay. Clearly they clearly they knew he was going to do that and they had a signed sealed oh yeah. pink box with a big pink bow on it ready to go and put it uh, in a pneumatic I'm imagining a beautiful box that went up in a, a pneumatic tube. Like did he say it and it just went up the tube. Boom. What are they seeking? Did you say that and all of that? They are seeking basically an injunction, I think uh-huh. probably in, in the quick term for uh, not allowing these things to go through. And then they are seeking for them to be voided. Okay. So they're not going after him for damages. No. Okay. No. They are going, they are basically That's suing why I was sort of saying to have that. all of these changes happen. Okay. So to and, all, all the changes not happen. I mean. And an injunction suit, that's usually just, that's usually pretty quick. I mean, one would assume that the, there would at least, you know, be a preliminary decision as to whether to put a, you know, to, to put a halt on things while the suit makes its way. I mean, the lawsuit itself and, the, and a trial and all of that would take time. And so with an injunction, what you're really asking for is, hey, can you at least say, until we have decided, until this lawsuit has gone through, uh, hang on, don't do all the shit you're doing, because the lawsuit would void out the things you're doing. So you got to hang on. So it's sort of Schrodinger's district right now, where all the rules are sort of suspended until because, well the uh, the court has to decide to suspend them right but just practically speaking the amount of time it takes to enact any rules is not like you know you can't make a decision that you're going to build a road or something and then have it done right. in a day you know that those Correct. things take time so yeah. for all intents and purposes everything is sort of frozen right now because no one could do too much that could actually get there's not too much you could actually do in this right. space of time. Right. Definitely. But Damn. yeah, breaking news. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's all go, no slow, Maureen. Also, it should just be quietly noted that yesterday Donald Trump's, uh, the lawsuit brought by E. Jean Kelly about the yeah. sexual assault that Donald Trump, uh, when he assaulted her sexually, uh, that, that trial has started indeed this is why you feel foggy dan i i feel foggy enough that i almost thought about asking my doctor about it okay but i also know that if i probably start doing regular meditation again and i do mean regular you have to do it every day to make it work yeah would probably do a go a long way to help i did it when i did it for a year straight dan when i first got sick i never missed a day 
I did a program that really helped redirect pain. Yeah. Huge benefits. Boom. Genuinely, you know, make those new neural pathways. Because right yeah. now there are cars. All, it's like the Arc de Triomphe. It's just like there's cars going in every direction. Right now in my brain, all car insurance is invalid because there's just cars everywhere. Yeah. Do you feel the same? No, you're, uh, clear, you're clicking on all cylinders right now. I mean, I, I feel that. clicky on all cylinders, but also I have thought that whatever day of the week yeah. this week has been, has been Thursday since Monday. Mm. So there's that. Is it Wednesday? It is, in fact, Wednesday today. Okay. It is Wednesday today and says who is made possible by you. Because I don't know that either, Dan. I've been on a plane. I came back. My husband and my dog aren't here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where every Sunday, most every Sunday, you get this all over again. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level and that ten dollar a month level gets you a sticker in the mail, too. And they're all bangers. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can also join the Fan Run Discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord says who is also on mastodon at says who at omfg.town spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen you can join us next wednesday may 3rd somehow it is the month of may next week i actually wrote that down in the notes and then i went oh my calendar must not be set to the right day and i double checked it because that feels impossible for our very next episode from my basement in chicago i am dan sinker uh from wherever the fuck i am <laughs> i'm Warren Jones. you're and in new york from, city from inside oh, from inside the white house i'm amy carter's show i'm from right outside the white house i'm amy carter's other show go burning and this has been says who shut up it's my man oh, you shut up you shut up you shut up shut up shut up kick you you can't kick me. You need me. It's shut up.